Welcome to the Heartbreak to Happiness Show with Sarah Davison. If you're struggling with a breakup and you feel shocked, angry, betrayed, devastated, or sad and alone, then this podcast is for you. Best-selling author and award-winning host, Sarah Davison, shares how you too can get on with your life to heal, grow, and move from heartbreak to happiness. Here's your host, Sarah Davison. Welcome back to the show. And today, my guest is Karen Kipping. Karen is a survivor of domestic abuse and has worked for the DASH charity for nearly 15 years. The DASH charity stands for Domestic Abuse Stops Here. Karen is a qualified independent domestic violence advocate. She's worked in refuge and as a manager within the community outreach team, supporting high-risk victims of domestic abuse. She has extensive knowledge of the criminal and civil court systems and safeguarding processes and has supported some of the most complex cases at DASH involving stalking, coercive control and post-separation abuse. Karen is the author of Recognition to Recovery, How to Leave Your Abusive Ex Behind for Good, and she's one of my breakup and divorce coach accredited practitioners. She supports people privately who are divorcing and dealing with abusive ex-partners. So I am super excited to welcome Karen Kipping to the show. Welcome, Karen. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm very excited because I know you very well and we've become friends over the last few years we've worked together. So please, please tell our listeners a little bit about you and what you do. So I work for a local domestic abuse charity called the Dash Charity. Um, They're an amazing charity and they support people that are going through or trying to leave abusive relationships. So most of the people that they support are what we call high risk or medium risk clients. Um, So where they're really worried about their safety. So they they offer a whole load of support, different services, um, but in terms of practical support as well as emotional support. So it's very, uh, well, it's confidential and best of all, it's free. Um, But they are really the specialists in domestic abuse and so they they will be your voice if you are in a really controlling abusive relationship you tend to lose your voice and you lose your confidence and you don't know what your rights are and you don't know where to start if you even get to the point of thinking about leaving that abusive relationship you maybe don't even understand what abuse is so they will help you every step of the way So I've worked for them for 15 years now and supported lots and lots of women um, and men through those kind of situations. And then a couple of years ago, I did your course and became an accredited divorce coach. So now I can see people through my own practice and offer a very bespoke um, type of support And most of the clients that I see are really those that are still struggling with what we call post-separation abuse. Um, So maybe the divorce is finished, um, but they've still got children together. There's maybe a lot of conflict around that, a lot of conflict around finances, et cetera. And they're also really struggling to recover and to move on. 
Or they might be right at the beginning of the journey where they are thinking that something's wrong in their relationship, but they're not really understanding whether it's abusive or whether it's they're just unhappy and just got a difficult relationship. So we do a lot of work around understanding what types of abuse, you know, they're experiencing. So it's a lot of strategies and tools, really, to help you through that process and to help you recover afterwards. Because particularly when you've got children together, you know, that abusive behaviour doesn't stop. You know, it still can continue and it's exhausting. And talking to friends and family is great. But you really need to speak to somebody that really understands the systems and can help you navigate all of that and can really help you recover. Absolutely. And I mean, I'm lucky enough to be the patron of the Dash charity, which is how we originally met. But I know what great work they do and that, you know, it's such valuable work for people that don't know what to do, don't understand what's going on. And even if you do have a bit of an idea, navigating that process through the court system can be extremely difficult and overwhelming. So, I mean, I know what amazing work you and all the guys at Dash do um, every single day. So thank you for that. And these services are much needed. And there are other services, you know, because Dash is a local charity, but there are other services, aren't there, out there? People are listening and thinking, well, you know, would Dash be able to help me? If you're not in the Dash area, maybe you could explain where that is and then how people can find help if they're not in that area. Yes. So it doesn't matter where you live. There will be an organisation specifically to support people experiencing domestic abuse. So the way that domestic abuse organisations work is they are very individual and we're all charitable, you see. So services do change from time to time and they will be slightly different depending on where you live and which organisation is covering your area, but there will be an organisation. So the easiest way to find an organisation is literally just to Google domestic abuse support in whatever town you're living in. And that will take you usually to your local council page and they will have a listing for the domestic abuse organisation in your area with the telephone number, with the website. And if you get stuck and you really can't find that particular organisation for your area, then you can always ring the National Domestic Violence Helpline, which is a free phone number and it's a 24-hour number, and they will find the organisation for you and give you the details. That's great if you live in the UK. But obviously, there will be a lot of people listening to this who live outside of the UK. I know in the UK, we do lead the way with our domestic abuse services. Do you have any advice for people that live outside of the the UK? It does vary from country to country. Again, you know, it is a postcode lottery, to be honest, depending on where you live. You know, different countries are more, you know, are more responsive to domestic abuse than others. I spoke to a lady this morning who you know, reached out when she was in Vienna and got a really poor response from them. Um, So some countries are further forwards. Again, I would just Google in your particular area. There is an organisation called Chain as well, which is spelled C-H-A-Y-N. And they have numbers and resources for people in different countries as well. So that's always a good point of contact. 
Now, I know you are a survivor of domestic abuse yourself, Karen. Is that why you got into this? And also, can you tell us a little bit about your story? It is why I got into it. Um, you know, it's not something I would have ever planned to, to happen. But, you know, life is life. And I ended up, like many women, just finding myself in an abusive relationship. And at the time, I didn't realise that it was abusive. Uh, it wasn't physical to start off with. Um, it was emotionally abusive, financially abusive, um, very controlling, a lot of jealousy, etc. Um, but I was in that for about 10 years and I was quite young and it was the first serious relationship that I'd ever had. And then like a lot of women, we got married. I thought that was going to make it better. Then we had a child. I thought that was going to make it better. We moved to a bigger house. That still didn't make it better. And after a couple of times of, um, you know, attempting to end the relationship, I finally did. And at that time, there was no support around. There was nobody talking about domestic abuse. You know, the police weren't aware of services. There were hardly any services at that time. So I was basically left to navigate the court systems by myself. Uh, you know, I got a solicitor that my friend recommended. So I didn't do any research, had no idea if he was a good solicitor or not. And um, made some bad decisions, to be honest. Made some difficult decisions as well. Um, and those decisions affected me for quite a few years afterwards. Um, so I lost my house. I ended up in loads of debt. I was still trying to hold down a full-time job at this point, um, but under massive amounts of stress and, and pressure, and it went on for a long time and ended up having very limited contact with my daughter, who was still quite young at the time. So it was really, really difficult for quite a few years, and I felt very isolated. And gradually I worked out how to manage my ex and how to rebuild my confidence and let go of what had happened and to start to move on. And so I got remarried. I'm still happily remarried. Um, I have two more children. And after a few years, I felt strong enough. And uh, it just so happened that the chief executive of uh, the Dash charity came into the hospital where I was working uh, to do some training on domestic abuse. And she said, oh, we need some volunteers. So I thought, ah, I know, I'll go along and volunteer for a couple of hours once a week. Um, you know, it'd be nice to help other people because I know how it feels. And literally, as soon as I got there, I just thought, no, I need to do this properly. So I, I did some proper training with them trained as a, an advocate and yeah here I am still 15 years later so that's kind of my journey into into the world of the domestic abuse sector. Wow yeah I mean it's a, I know your story's been so challenging and you've come such a long way and you're such an inspiration now for your clients because yeah you really are living proof that you can get through this and come out the other side when you were in your relationship, did you know you were in an abusive relationship? Because 
yeah, I think it's quite common. I see this in my clinic a lot that people don't actually realize that the relationship they're in isn't a healthy one. No, no, I had no clue that it was abusive. Um, I knew I wasn't happy. I knew I was really unhappy. Um, I knew that he was controlling, but it, I couldn't find the words to even describe that to anybody. You know, it's so difficult. Um, I say this to my clients a lot. You know, if you say, oh, my husband, you know, criticizes everything that I do. To, to somebody who doesn't understand domestic abuse, that can seem like quite a trivial thing. And you can just, you know, think, oh, well, you should just, you know, get a bit stronger or challenge them back or, you know, let it let it go over the top of your head and not not worry about it. But when somebody is doing that to you day in, day out, and it's coupled with other things as well. So you don't have any freedom. You don't have any choice. You're isolated from your family, from your friends. Um, you know, you have no control over your own money. Everything you do is criticised. It completely crushes your confidence and your self-esteem. And you don't talk about it to other people you end up protecting the person that's actually abusing you. And I was exactly doing that for years, you know, making excuses for him, you know. So I ended up almost colluding with him until it got to a point where I just thought, you know, I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. Why do you think that we do that? Why do we sort of enable it and not stand up and shout about it and ask for help? Um, I think because we take on a lot of the blame for that behaviour as well. We think, oh, well, maybe, you know, I didn't do this right or maybe I should have been better at this or, you know, maybe I shouldn't have challenged it. Maybe I should have agreed, you know. And also they're not horrible all the time. Sometimes they're actually quite nice, you know. There's usually some kind of underlying reason why, why they're being nice to you for a little bit of time. But... You hang on to that little glimmer, you know, and that hope that actually things can go back to how they were right at the very beginning of that relationship. So you hang on in there. And also when you're tethered together with finances, with a home, with a child, that's a lot to give up. Um, you know, you worry about where you're going to live, how you're going to manage financially. And if, if they're bullying you at home, the worry is that they're going to carry on bullying you afterwards. And that's really difficult to cope with. So, yeah, it, you know, your confidence is really, really low. So the thought of actually having to take that big leap into leaving is, is just too big. It can seem almost impossible, I think, for all those reasons, you know, family, finance, lifestyle fear because your confidence is very low if you're in a toxic relationship that even you'll be able to cope without them even though you're not happy so how do you explain to somebody when they come to you as a client that they might be in a toxic relationship and what are the repercussions when people start to realize what is actually going on so I think it's um listening to them first of all listening to them tell their story and picking out some of those behaviours and then reflecting that back to them and letting them know, well, that's, that sounds like that's abusive to me. You know, well, 
do you know that's you know very common in abusive relationships and when you start to say those phrases then you can see the cogs turning and and they start to recognize what's going on and, and piece it all together it's like putting the pieces of a jigsaw together yeah and then they get that light bulb moment and then they go oh well so it is abusive then you know I kind of thought it might be I wasn't sure but now you know I I get it you know Are you struggling to cope with your breakup or divorce? Are you feeling devastated, heartbroken, sad and anxious? If so, please know that you are not alone and there is help available. Sarah Davison, best known as the Divorce Coach, and her team of accredited coaches are here to offer you the support and guidance you need to navigate all areas of your breakup take back your control and start feeling happy again. Sarah will show you how to dial down those controlling negative emotions, unhook from your ex, get back in the driving seat of your life and design a future you are excited to live. Sarah has a range of solutions to support any breakup, including free guides, one-to-one coaching, her Heartbreak to Happiness virtual retreats, live retreats, and you can even train to be a breakup and divorce coach with Sarah too. Visit www.saradavison.com today and start to feel happy again. That word abuse can hit people pretty hard, can't it? Um, I mean, I see this in my clients quite often they well they can be just very upset understandably sometimes humiliated sometimes disbelief sometimes anger how do you cope with those fallouts with clients and support them through that I think it's just giving them reassurance that a it wasn't their fault and that you know a lot of people feel very guilty that they didn't spot those signs sooner And, you know, you only know what you know at the time. And if nobody's ever highlighted what abusive behaviour is to you, then how do you know? So there's a lot of guilt there. So we have to get past that. And just reassurance that actually, yes, this bad experience has happened, but actually you can get through it and I'm here to help you. And I can teach you some strategies and, you know, you will be able to move on and have a happier life afterwards. It's just giving them that hope and that inspiration, I think. Yeah, you're absolutely right. When you tell them that it is abusive and they really see it for what it is, that's really daunting and it can be really upsetting and really overwhelming. It really can be. And it might not even be in that moment, I guess, when you're finding out about it. Sometimes you go away and it sinks in over a period of time and you start to think back about, oh gosh, so when that was happening, that was actually abusive. And then another time and another time and the flashbacks that come and you start to then really piece it all together. And that can take a while. You know, you can be even having those flashbacks years later when you think, oh, I remember that when someone said that to me. And yeah, it can be very, very challenging. But the good news is that you can get through this and, and you are living proof that you can get through it. What do you think specifically helped you on your road to recovery? Um, Well, I was lucky that I had a supportive partner 
Um, you know, he saw me through those really dark times and, and knew exactly what what had happened before. So he was super supportive and really encouraging and really helped rebuild my confidence again. I had really good friends as well. So they totally got it. And, you know, I used to go around there and cry on their shoulder and, you know, and ring them up at midnight and they'd come straight over or they'd take me out and, you know, we'd have fun. You know, they'd try and take my mind off what was happening. So all of those things really, really helped. And my family as well, you know, they really understood all of a sudden what had been happening. So even though they were miles away, they were really supportive. So I think just having those positive people around me was so helpful. And and they weren't judgmental as well, because, you know, when you haven't got your child with you as well, um, my thought was, oh, everybody's going to think I'm a bad mother. because it's not the norm, it's not the normal situation. But my friends and my family and the people that knew me knew that I was a good mum. It was just a really difficult situation. So hard. I mean, those situations are so hard to deal with. I guess, you know, having that support team around you is absolutely critical. And if anyone listening doesn't have that, then that's what the domestic abuse charities can provide, that friendship in a way, because they are so supportive. And I know that all the team at Dash are very loving, caring people. And so, you know, they really offer that that support. So even if you don't have that network or maybe if some of the people around you are judgmental, then there is always somebody out there that will be there to support and help you along that journey. Now, you touched on something earlier, which I find fascinating, and that is post-separation abuse. Because a lot of people seem to think that once you're out of a toxic relationship, then you can just get on with your life. But that's not always the case, is it, Karen? No, no. Sometimes that abusive behaviour continues. Sometimes for years afterwards, you know, some of my clients have been divorced and separated for four or five years, but still they're having challenges with the ex because, you know, there's always challenges related to holidays with the children, with the finances, with how they communicate as well. And sometimes, you know, the abusive person will use emails and text messages and everything as another way to keep that emotional abuse going. So it can be really difficult. Top two tips for managing a difficult ex when you're going through that, you've left the relationship and you're trying to get on with your life, but they're constantly there in the background. Um, First of all is remembering that actually you're not in a relationship with them anymore. (laughs) Reminding yourself that actually you have got out of it. And well done for doing that, because some people just find that too difficult to do. So, you know, you have had the strength and the courage to do that. So, you know, saying well done to yourself for doing that and then reminding yourself that you have a life outside of your eggs as well. So what they tend to want to do is to have your attention, even when they're not with you. So that's when the emails will come, the text messages will come and um, and they're just trying to shift your focus back to them. So just trying to keep your focus on yourself, on your life now, what you're doing, what you're doing in the future as well 
is really, really important because you don't want to keep being dragged back to your ex and the way that things were, were before. So definitely trying to keep your focus on yourself and what you're doing now and um, really limiting the amount of communication as well with, with your ex wherever possible because they really want to get into a dialogue with you, even about trivial little matters. You know, they just want that text tennis backwards and forwards, which just takes up your time and your headspace and your energy. So just keep it simple. Keep it very kind of business-like. I always use this phrase, this phrase called light and bright. I'm always saying that to my clients, light and bright, light and bright. (laughs) So don't let them know, you know, how you're feeling, even if you are stressed or you're angry or whatever you know, find another way to deal with that emotion, have a window into your emotions. I love that light and bright, because you know they are feeding off your energy. So almost if you show a reaction, then and they see that they've sort of got you and got you agitated or upset you, then that can fuel them to carry on, I guess. And that's something that you want to avoid. So acting like it doesn't when it doesn't hurt you when it really does, obviously, light and bright, like you say, I love that. That's really powerful. So you've written a book, Karen. Tell us about your book. Yes. So it's called Recognition to Recovery, How to Leave Your Abusive Ex Behind for Good. And the reason why I wrote it was because Um, I know that there is great support available for people and they don't have to put up with abusive behaviour. You can have a happy life afterwards. You can get yourself out of it. But I was sitting one day at Dash thinking, I know that there's great support and I know all the the different types of support you can get and the different tools that you can have that are going to help you. But the people that actually need to understand that don't know that very often until things get so bad that they reach out to an organization like Dash or they Google um, and they find a coach like me. So I thought, what can I do to get them all of that information earlier on? And also, like we said at the beginning, a lot of people don't understand that they're in abusive relationships. So the first part of the book, the recognition part, is really going through those different tactics of abuse so you can really understand it and you can really understand how you've ended up in that relationship and ended up in that situation. And then the second half of the book is really on the recovery. So there's bits in there about uh, family court, about parenting with a controlling ex, but there's also really kind of simple bite-sized strategies that are going to help you with that recovery. And there's um, real life examples as well, um, which are obviously anonymized, but they're from clients that I've supported through Dash and through my coaching as well. Because I think it's really important that people understand that they're not on their own. You know, the things that they are hearing are not unique to them. They are tactics. And they're things that I hear all the time, similar phrases. And when you see that written in black and white in a book, it really connects with you. So a lot of people have said to me, oh, my gosh, how do you know my life inside out? <laughs> you know, I've read your book cover to cover and I've put 
put writing on it, you know, all the relevant bits, because it is the same things that I hear time and time again, and you will hear the same. You know, there, there's a very similar pattern that these type of, uh, of abusive and controlling people follow. Everybody's story is slightly unique, but there is a common theme. So um, that's quite helpful because it makes them quite predictable. Um, and then we know how to help people recover from that. So it's the kind of book that you can dip in and out of as and when you need it. So if you're having a wobbly day, you think, oh, God, what, do I, what can I do? Right. Maybe I can't phone Karen today or, um, you know, you can go to the book and you can have a look at the strategies and go, right, OK, I'm going to do that one today because I know that that's going to help me. Oh, well, that's great, because I think one thing that really helps people when they're coming out of toxic relationships, dealing with what I call difficult exes, abusive exes, is to have hope and faith that you can get through this. You will get through this. There are going to be ups and downs, but you can do it. And I think that's a really strong message. And yeah, that's brilliant. So recovery, uh, recognition to recovery. Go and get your copy, guys. That sounds awesome. Well, it's great because I know it because I've read it. <laughs> so also, Karen, tell us where if people want to come and do some coaching with you or find out more about you, how can they find you? So I'm on all the social media platforms, all the usual ones, Instagram, Facebook. Um, and my website is www.karenkippingcoaching.com. And there's lots of information on there about how I coach, about my background. There's blogs on there with articles about different aspects of abusive behaviour and, and different tips and things on there. So, yeah. And for sharing all that information i know it's going to have helped a lot a lot of my listeners but before you go i have one last question for you that i ask all my guests on heartbreak to happiness i think it's really important especially when you're coming out of a toxic relationship to know what happiness is for you so you can recognize it along the way so what is happiness for you um happiness is really freedom I would say it's freedom and being able to enjoy just the simple things you know I think when you've been in such a controlling relationship you really do start to enjoy the simple things so life can be tough for a little bit after after you've left that relationship but then things really start to improve so now I just cherish all those really simple things like, you know, being able to speak to my friends when I want to speak to my friends. You know, I've got a puppy now and he makes me laugh every day. Um, just being able to have the freedom to do what I want to do when I want to do it. I've got financial freedom, you know, and, and my kids are, you know, lovely and, and I'm so proud of all of them. And we have a great relationship. So, yeah, life is good. <laughs> I love that. So thank you so much for joining us, Karen. It's been great to have you on. And I know that you're going to have inspired so many of my listeners. So thank you for being a fabulous guest. Thank you. 
And that's it for today's episode. Do head on over to garenkippingcoaching.com to find out more about Karen and her book. And I look forward to you joining me on my next episode. That's it for today's episode of Heartbreak to Happiness. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to win a free ticket to one of Sara's virtual retreats. The retreats are a transformative combination of live webinars with Sara herself, coupled with empowering online video programs designed to help you cope better with your breakup and start feeling happy again. For more details, head on over to heartbreaktohappinesspodcast.com where you can also get a copy of Sara's free gift. Thank you and join us again on the next episode for another dose of Heartbreak to Happiness. Happiness.